Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Chiefly Football Podcast. I am the underqualified host, Kinlock, and I am very excited for this show for two reasons. The main reason is because we're get, we get to preview the Kansas City Chiefs 2022 NFL season. First game. By the time you guys are listening to this, it's probably three days away or five years ago. Um, and the second reason I'm really excited for for this episode is because for the first time this season, Stayin and Dave are joining me together. So apparently the uh, the comments I made last show, perhaps being a little too critical of their commitment to this podcast, um, seemed to, to reach them. And they kind of looked deep in themselves and decided that they wanted to make that commitment. So thank you, Dave and Stayin, for joining me this week. Are you guys ready to to talk some chiefs and make some predictions that are definitely all going to happen. Ready to nail yeah. it. I'm uh, I- I'm a little bit confused as to why you're making it seem like we've missed so much. We've had like four podcast episodes. The season hasn't started. So I feel like this is a perfect time for us all to come together. Yeah. I, I guess I'm just being like, I'm four for four and you guys are well, both like two for four <laughs> actually you're five for five because we had to record one extra because you didn't hit the record button <laughs> so maybe right. you need to gain, maybe you need to gain our trust back <laughs> <laughs> no i just knew you guys were rusties we just had to practice we're prime time now yeah, we're ready to go yep and that's why somebody might be listening to this five years from now They're like wow these guys made it big we need to go back and listen to what they sounded like when they first started. It will probably be us showing our kids what we used yeah. to do. Or I can't believe you guys posted anything that you guys thought on the internet. <laughs> I'm cancel you now. And, and then do it anonymously. <laughs> well, Dave's trying. <laughs> yeah, I just can't see his face on this. All right. So... 2022 Chiefs NFL season. Last year ended in the AFC Championship game after a bit of a meltdown by Patrick Mahomes and company and that uh, against the Bengals. So they're looking to turn the page this season. And this season comes with a lot more challenges and probably questions because of the other teams in the division and the other teams in the AFC Stan and I covered kind of talked about that in our last episode where we kind of previewed the other previewed our division, the teams in our division and some of the other AFC contenders. And there's a lot of high level, high level teams, mainly because there's a lot of high level quarterback play in the AFC this season. So it's not going to be, very similar to the past couple seasons where the chiefs have kind of just rolled through the AFC just because Patrick Mahomes is simply better than most of the other quarterbacks. Um, so what do you guys think just from like a macro perspective, um, kind of what the expectations are for the chiefs compared to the last couple seasons with Mahomes? Well, the over under for wins is 10 and a half. Uh, which the Chiefs have exceeded that over the last, you know, every year for the last four years. Um, or, and in fact, I don't even, I hadn't even looked beyond that with Alex. Uh, so that's, 
that's a telltale sign of of what Vegas thinks. Um, you know, we had, we had mentioned it before. I I think this is the season the Chiefs take a step back as a result of retooling um, and everybody else getting better in the division, uh, everybody getting better in the AFC uh, as as well. So it's and this isn't this isn't the Patriots who always had to play the the weak AFC East when when Brady and and company was just running roughshod through those. We've got some, some real competition going through here. Um and you know the the other thing we just haven't been injured these last couple seasons. So I, I don't know that we can maintain that uh streak of of positive luck. So I see I see the Chiefs taking a step back because of their previous success. Um but I think that positions us to be super strong going into next year. So what do you think our expectations would be for this year, David? Like, are you expecting wild card? Are you still expecting to take the division? Do you think AFC championship is out of reach? I think we should save our predictions for the end of the episode. <laughs> I don't want to. Well, wanna if spoil... we're talking about expectations, then. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, and and I think you know as, as as we talk about the other teams in the AFC, there's still some what ifs. The Chiefs are still the team to beat until proven otherwise. But this is the season that we would be most vulnerable with with that. So if if the Chargers make that step up, if the Raiders make a step up, if the Bills make the step up, if if the Ravens are able to rebound. Uh, if if the Bengals play closer to what they were in their playoff run than their regular season, uh, they're they're going to be they're going to be competitive. So I think and and all that with the Chiefs' schedule, uh, I I think it's re I think it would be very difficult for us to repeat as AFC West champions when we we've already won it more times than it's ever been won by the same team in the AFC West period. So yeah, I, I wild card, maybe I'm, I'm projecting second, but we could be third place team. Yeah. And just, I mean, the NFL is designed to make it harder for the good teams. Like teams aren't supposed to be able to win their division that often. I mean, that's part of how they're creating the parody is they make it harder. They give you later draft picks so you don't get as good of players, and then they give you a harder schedule. So you just – you're. I mean, you're just more likely to lose because you're playing better teams. So, I mean, I think they've been – not spoiled, but they've been fortunate that there's been so much um, ineptitude i guess i would say in especially in the division i mean the raiders have been a mess for 20 years the broncos haven't been able to find a quarterback since peyton manning since they won their super bowl and his arm fell off and then the chargers can't kick field goals when it matters and their coach their coach doesn't know when to use their timeouts and go for it on fourth down so like the chiefs have been pretty fortunate in that having andy Reid and patrick mahomes they've just been able to out coach and out quarterback all the other teams in the division. And so they've been able to have that success, but you know, there's other good coaches. Now there's other great quarterbacks in the AFC and 
now they still have that hard schedule. Um, and we'll see how our draft picks turn out. Stanley and I talked about Carl Loftus. Still, still need to see it. So, yeah, I mean, th- this definitely, like you said, Dave, seems like a year where, where all of those things kind of catch up to the Chiefs. I'm really hoping that injuries don't play a part in it just because that's, I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to say it's not fair, but it's hard to truly evaluate a team. Um, you don't want to have to look back on a season and think, oh, if we, only we were healthy, this would have happened and things like that. But All uh, the Ravens last season. Or the Niners every year. <laughs> yeah. All right, so... A lot of the, uh, the the national media narrative surrounding the Chiefs right now, um, they're not giving a lot of respect to the Chiefs. And, I mean, I guess just based off mine and Dave's comments, they're <laughs> um, not the only ones. But, um, you know, Josh Allen apparently and Justin Herbert have taken over as the, the best quarterbacks in the AFC. And... I think a lot of the reasoning they say is because Tyreek Hill has gone to Miami. And so I guess kind of the question that I think the Chiefs have right now, and I'm curious on what your guys' thoughts are, is can this offense continue to be explosive without Tyreek Hill? And will it hurt Patrick Mahomes not having him? If we're talking about explosiveness, then no, I don't think we're going to be nearly as explosive as we were with Tyreek Hill. Does that mean that we're going to be less effective? No, I think we'll actually end up being more effective uh, and efficient without Tyreek Hill because we won't be so dependent on him, and it won't be as easy for as defenses have had it in the. I shouldn't say they've had it easy in the past, but once they figured out you know the two safety deep and just coming kind of smothering Tyreek Hill. Um, they've kind of it, it was a lot harder for us to adjust and and keep those big explosive plays. We were, uh, I think, we we're either the top three or we were leading the league in um and big uh in those in those big plays um of over twenty yards or more. Um, but I think this year defenses will have to kind of readjust how they got how they play us just because uh. We don't have a clear number one wide receiver. I mean, Patrick Mahomes said it today that he's, he he was apologizing to fantasy football owners because there's not going to be a clear one, clear wide receiver one. Um, someone's going to have a good game, and it's going to be someone different every week. Um, but in that sense, it's going to be harder for teams to guard us because we do have some solid wide receivers in MVS, Juju, Sky Moore. Hopefully, will will add to that as well. Michael Hardman has shown flashes in the past of being able to um, to break away. Um, but I don't think we'll have the same explosiveness, but I think our offense will, will end up being, I think, even better than it, it. And I think Patrick Mahomes will have a better year um, than he's had. His, maybe not the 50 touchdowns, but I think he'll, 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 I think he'll surpass the 5,000-yard um, mark. And um, I think, he, I think his, his, his uh, completion rating will be higher than it's ever been in his NFL career as well. All right, big time prediction. I like it. 
Dave, what are your thoughts on on the Chiefs' offense? I mean, I I get. I think I've heard kind of that that perspective that that Stan. I think I mean he shared it before. It's the by getting rid of Tyreek Hill that opens up the offense. But I'm still it, to me it doesn't. It kind of doesn't make sense that you're taking away such a, a star wide receiver and you're going to improve their offense, especially when he, it's not like he, I mean, there were stretches of games where he would get like three catches. So it's not like they were like force feeding him. I didn't feel like, um, I thought Mahomes had always, has always done a good job of spreading the ball around and throwing it to the open receiver. So why are we expecting the offense to be better losing a wide receiver who can, who can, you know, take the top off of defense. And I guess like, I guess the idea is you could, you know, now that they're not playing safeties back because they're afraid of Tyreek Hill to go deep. Now we can spread it around underneath or we have receivers. I mean, why, why couldn't they do that last year with Tyreek Hill? And why couldn't they just spread the ball around? And I just don't understand like how taking a, a great wide receiver away now you can spread the ball around when I don't think he was demanding the targets that, you know, T.O. or Randy Moss, you know, that the, a lot of those kind of diva wide receivers were demanding in their times. Staten, I know you're just itching to say something. <laughs> oh, Before oh, I yeah. crush you. <laughs> I, uh, I think that um, if you look at our wide receiver core as a whole, that it's better than it was our, our, as a wide receiver core last year. I would take any of the any of our top four wide receivers now um, over Demarcus Robinson or over Byron Pringle or, um, I mean, obviously McCole Hardman stayed the same. But if <laughs> so, one um, of the guys that you're talking about <laughs> that you would take over the the group from last year is still I'm on just, the team. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. I'm just saying that if if we're looking at as a whole, like yes, obviously we lost Tyreek Hill, and that hurts when it comes to like big play explosiveness and, and stuff like that. But if you're looking at the wide receiver core as a whole, I think it's better this year than it was last year. I would take MBS over to Marcus Robinson. I would take Juju over Byron Pringle. I'll take Sky Moore. I, I, I think Sky Moore will surpass Nicole Hardman this year in the depth chart. Um, I, I think that the weapons that we have in general are better than we've had since um, Mahomes has been here. You know, I'm I'm uh, gonna disagree with that. I think you're gonna disagree with the wide receiver core being better than it was last. No, year. the the wide receiver, yeah, group group two through six, two through five is better. But I'm not winning with group two through six and two through five. I'm winning with wide receiver number one. Obviously, you're and not because you couldn't you couldn't make it into the Super Bowl when you take when you take. Not a number one receiver, but when you take a playmaker, how many times did Tyreek's skill set pull us out of the fire? It was his playmaking. So MVS isn't going to be able to duplicate that. Juju is not going to duplicate that. Sky Moore is not going to duplicate that. You're not going to be able to duplicate what, what Tyreek did. Now, are they going to exceed what Demarcus Robinson and, and Pringle did? Yeah, okay. But those guys aren't gonna those guys weren't gonna be the ones to pull you out of the fire anyway. It was it was Tyreek. 
And there were times when we had to have him. He had to make that. He had to make that touchdown against the Bills to keep us in that game. Nobody else was going to make that make that play. So while our wide receiver as a whole is better, I would contend that it's not a better receiving room without Tyreek. Just like our tight end room is better than last year, but if you get rid of Kelsey, it's not going to matter. So no. It's 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 not going to be better. Now, the thing I am excited about is it will make Mahomes be the quarterback that I've that we've I think we've talked about that I would like to see. I wanted to see the Mahomes that is more Brady and Manning. I wanted to see the Mahomes that turns good receivers into great receivers, a la Marvin Harrison, a la Wes Welker, a la it doesn't. Edelman. It doesn't Troy doesn't Brown. matter who. Yeah, Troy. It didn't matter who it was. Um, all all of those guys. Now, that doesn't mean we're going to be more explosive, uh, but it, it does mean that we will be able to be successful in different ways than than relying completely on on Tyreek. So you know, if I've mentioned if Tyreek goes down. And leads the NFL in touchdowns and and yards after reception, and he makes big plays. And the Dolphins make the playoffs, and the Chiefs don't. Then everybody will be looking at Veach like he was an idiot for letting him go. Now let's let's be clear though, there was no way that they could keep Tyreek. That I mean that that was not ever an option. But if if the question is, are we as good? And as dynamic without Tyreek, we are not dynamic without Tyreek. You can, you cannot take that speed off and think that you're going to be better because you can just spread the ball around a bunch of Byron. I mean, Juju Smith-Schuster's and and everybody else that nobody wanted. Okay, but what I'm I'm not saying that we were going to be more dynamic. I said well, that we were what exactly are you saying, Stephen? <laughs> I, I said that we lost explosiveness. Okay. But you but, said that they'll the, be better. The, yeah, I think I think overall we will be better because you saw how easy it was for teams to clamp us down when they figured out how to do the 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 two high the, safety. Three, three right. I you guess can't just do that now. You can't just fall back on that now. Why not? Like, you don't have to because they don't. We don't have a dynamic receiver that <laughs> yeah. they have to do that with. No, we have MBS. MBS has top speed, and McCole Hardman still has that speed that can break away. He's not going to be like Tyreek Hill when he's like. Paul Hardman is going to be on the bench because Sky Moore is going to take his place, according to you. Okay, so there, goes he, our, there goes our other explosive person. No, but Sky Moore is still explosive as well. And when you're talking about Tyreek Hill being being able to come up with those big plays, who made it possible for him to come up with those big plays? It was Patrick Mahomes' arms. I think you're taking too much. You're putting too much of it on Tyreek Hill's on Tyreek Hill's legs. Obviously, like yes, he had the. I speed don't think I am. I no, think I'm putting and he was able right to make and he was able to make plays legs. out of it. And he was able to make plays out of it, but it was Patrick Mahomes who was able to put himself in, put to, who was able to allow Tyreek to put himself in those situations. No one's going to be throwing forty yards across their bodies unless it's Patrick Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers. Maybe but now Josh when Robinson. they catch it, they'll get tackled and the clock will land. They won't be able to run it all the way to the end zone. You're saying that we don't have any speed on our offense. I'm saying we don't have a playmaker. I I, I would I I think I think cannot talk about it last week. I think. I think that Travis Kelsey has more of a 
has more of an impact on this offense than Tyreek Hill did. I think he is more of a fundamental piece of, of this offense than, than Tyreek Hill was. I'm not knocking anything on Tyreek. I think the more I think about this, I hope we rely exclusively on the run game. <laughs> okay. You need to go you need to go join a, a Cardinals podcast. Yeah. Well you'll you'll be disappointed then if that's <laughs> I mean, but that's something that, that should definitely be considered when you know trying to figure out what this offense is gonna look like because I guess kind of the the idea and the hope is that by by you know losing Tyreek, even if we take a step back, you know, having those explosive plays and Dave, like you said, having that the playmaker who can come up clutch and like when we're when we're down and we need a miracle, I mean Tyreek's one of the only people that can pull those things off. Um you mean Juju can't run wasp? No. Yeah, that's not even his role. He's a slot receiver. Oh, I mean, MVS is going to run Wasp. Daddy, he he's a he's a much bigger target than Tyreek. Guy Moore's going to run Wasp. We're not going to have problems in the red zone because all of our receivers are five eight. No, this year we're going to have actually have a good efficiency in the red zone, which is going to be fantastic for us because we could could not do that last year. Yeah, well, if we can get down to the red zone. It'll be dad. You're acting like we have to have a big. The fact that you're acting like we have to have a big play wide receiver to move the ball is ridiculous, and it's discrediting Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. We need chunk plays. No, we don't. That's how we did it in the past, but we don't need it. Plenty of teams do well without making chunk plays, like Lamar Jackson. He, does, yeah. I mean, he has <laughs> one of the greatest <laughs> playmakers in the NFL. <laughs> and, that's who I want to emulate my team after. Okay, obviously, obviously there are t- there are times where big plays like big plays just happen. But if you're relying on big plays, then you're relying too much on one specific play, like one specific like but wide did receiver. You tell me that that's why we have Mahomes because he he's going to be able to chuck that ball forty yards down the field across his body. Yeah, and so if we have him on our team, then why does it matter if we don't have someone who runs a four two forty or whatever? Because Stan, the reason that Tyreek Hill and Patrick Mahomes were a match made in heaven is because they both complement each other's skills. T- Tyreek's never going to be able to, or Tua is never going to be able to take full advantage of Tyreek Hill's full skill set because he doesn't have the arm for it. And Patrick Mahomes will be kind of limited in the kinds of plays that he can make because he doesn't have Tyreek Hill anymore. And there's nobody that can replicate everything that Tyreek Hill brings brought to this offense. So McCall Hartman can, can replicate his, know his quickness or his you know zero to 40 time and mvs once he gets going he can he can get it deep um you know and and smith schuster he'll be able to get open with his route running but having one person who can do every all of those different things takes so much attention from the defense and you're just not gonna i mean I don't necessarily buy like, oh, now we have to watch out for everybody. The defense is like before, oh, we just have to watch for Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. Like, thank well, goodness that they're not still here we, together. Isn't that what we were saying? Oh, now everybody else will step up because there's going to be so much, so much coverage, you know, taking double coverage on or, or, or the two high safeties on Tyreek. Everybody else should have been open, right? Running, running free. Right. Like, I mean, 
again, you're you're talking about lower cal lower caliber wide receivers, and you're and you're talking about the fact that we need big plays to score or to move the to move the ball. But Tom Brady had Wes Welker. Yeah, but when he had his best season, he had Randy Moss. Yeah, but he still has won seven Super Bowls. He had he had what one season with with Randy Moss, and they didn't win it. <laughs> yeah, this is so a different what, conversation that's going to go along. But he had his best so season what I'm, what with I'm, a top fight wide. What receiver. I'm saying is, if you're relying if you're relying on big plays to move the ball, then you're not a Super Bowl contender. If you're, you're waiting for second, like you're going to be a second place team. If you're wait, if you're waiting for coverage to break down or some fluke to happen that that you're able to bust a big gain and that's the only that's the only way you're going to find yourself in the red zone, then you're a that's, Jets fan. That's not how Tyreek Hill was winning. He wasn't making big plays, and the Chiefs' offense wasn't making big plays because defenses were just a lot of the down. a lot of the plays that he made that were so miraculous was because the play break broke down. Mahomes ran ran out of the pocket, and Tyreek Hill was able to stay in like. Was able to stay in the play. Right. It wasn't because. But that's but that's what makes Mahomes. Coverage. But that's what makes Mahomes special, and that's something that you've always appreciated about him is being able to make off schedule plays. Are you saying that's that, what I'm saying? Is well, you're a saying that plays, a quarterback that plays makes plays off schedule won't be successful the play. In, in this offense? It's because it's because Mahomes is able to extend the play. It wasn't like all oh Tyreek Hill was always was always breaking open in coverage. A lot of those great plays that we see, it was because Mahomes was able to extend it. And I think that once the receivers get like more of the tendencies that Mahomes have throughout the year, that they'll be able to do the same things. Yeah, and then they'll get tackled thirty yards short of the touchdown. Yeah, and if you're relying on all these on off schedule plays, that just doesn't work. That's just not going to work in the NFL. You can't just rely on defenses to break down and the. Quarterback to be able to escape the pocket and just obviously, obviously, it happens and it happens more with the tendency of Mahomes or like a Josh Allen, someone who can run and throw. But if that's all you're depending on to move the ball, then there's a, that's an issue. And I don't think we'll have that issue this year because we have wide receivers like Juju who can cut across the field, who can make plays while getting hit. We're gonna have MVS who has a big body, who has good hands, who can track the ball. We're gonna have Sky Moore who can do more out of the backfield. Michael Hardman. I still don't see as much value in him. We have Travis Kelsey. I don't think that. I think you guys are blowing it out of proportion that we we ha, we're we're relying on big plays. I think Staten, you're just overplaying your hand because you're not even mentioning the wild card, Justin Watson. No, I wanted to bring him up, but I, I want to see one. him in an actual game first. He's going to be the one. But Staten, that's the thing. Like all these receivers you're talking about, we haven't seen them. We haven't seen them play at an, a level higher than Demarcus Robinson since. What two thousand? Okay, but you put but that's on quarterback play. The Steelers have been a mess since two thousand eighteen. Right, and MVS had Aaron Rodgers, and he was fine. But like, there's a reason no other team was signing him to a four year deal. Like, I mean, we still haven't seen any of these players play at a level that you're projecting onto them. Sky Moore, I mean, he was he's a high pick, and I there's a lot of upside there, but we're we're making it sound like all these guys are just going to step right in and fill exactly the role that we think that they can based on what we've then just on projection that we've seen with other teams. I mean, MBS, he was a deep threat, but I mean, he, he was like their fourth or third most effective wide receiver. And he's just going to walk into the chiefs and be their number two. And he's going to be their deep threat and score I, I don't care. Good. I don't care what the depth what the depth chart looks like. I'm saying we're gonna have bigger bodies for the red zone. We're gonna have playmakers that we don't have to 
you know, look for 30-yard passes every time. We're going to have people that can take it across the middle because McCole Hardman was always dropping the ball. Demarcus Robinson was always dropping the ball. Or when he caught it, he took five steps back before he started running forward. We're not going to be worrying about, like, oh, my gosh, we have to get the ball to, somehow to Tyreek or Travis Kelsey for this five-yard game. We're going to have three other receivers that are going to be completely fine doing that. So when the game's on the line, you'd, you'd be just fine now that Tyreek Hill's gone going to MBS, Juju. Or would you be like, please just throw it to Kelsey? No, I think I think it depends. Like, are you talking about like a Hail Mary? Please throw it to Kelsey. <laughs> I mean, Hail Mary's all going to that. So, so that's what I'm asking. Like, in what situation are we talking about? Because you're saying in, the game's on the line. Situation. Chad, Chad Henney's playoff game against the Browns, when we needed that fourth down conversion, who did he throw the ball to? He threw a quick he, out to Tyreek Hill because nobody else besides Travis Kelsey can get open in such a small space. Okay, it was literally like a two-step up and out. Yes, and they couldn't stop it. But like, who because else is going to be able to, to do... I could steps? take two steps up and go out. Okay. so It's not Tyreek hard. And you're, wasting, you're, you're wasting your talents on this podcast then. So no, obviously, to be because I'm talking... In the NFL. <laughs> As a, as a defensive back, there's so many more things you have to worry about than just taking two steps up and out on fourth and two or fourth and four or whatever it was. Yeah, especially when you especially when you have to guard up top, Tyree. But there's lots of speed receivers that can do that. Hunter Renfro can do that. Cole Beasley can do that. Adam Thielen can do that. So many people can do a two yard route. I only saw Tyree do it. Okay, well, that's because you only watch Chiefs football. And he did that from Chad Henney. Yeah, Dad. We understand anything is possible. <laughs> David, I'm gonna <laughs> you're about to get blocked. Uh, you know, uh, the more we think about this, seriously, I think this could be the wide receiver core that duplicates that infamous season where no Chiefs receiver caught a touchdown pass. <laughs> okay, stop. Now you're just trying to be that guy. <laughs> I think if we're aspiring anything under the AFC Championship, it's a failure this year. What? Yep. Anything that we don't make the AFC Championship, the season's a failure. Yep. Wow. Even though we're retooling an entire defense. Well, not yes, the defense. We've, we've had. We've still I would say. I would say this defense is probably going to be better than the defenses we've had in the past with Mahomes. Right. I don't think saying anything about our defense is going to change what our expectations would be. We've had terrible defenses and we've still expected to win Super Bowls. So you don't think that this defense is going to be start off worse than our other previous ones? That our our defensive always start off worse. Always start no. off terrible. They start off bad, but I'm saying worse. Is no dad is they there can't the get potential. worse than how we started out. Is there the potential that this team that this defense could start off if worse. are we talking about potential or realistic that because potentially we could be the worst team in the nfl if we like lost patrick mahomes and whatever dad uh, no we're talking about can lock, could you mute him <laughs> no realistically can dad, our defense is, is our, it, there's no way our is, defense is, is there worse a realistic potential that this young defense that we're retooling could be worse than the previous defenses that we've mm -hmm. seen lately Yeah, I mean, I think you have a good point. I think the defensive line doesn't look much different than last year's. Um, I think just a lot, like a lot of the other position groups, there's just, it's like a combination of hope that, 
um, that these players will develop like we expect them to, or that they we that they're kind of projected to, and that we trust that the coaching staff and Brett Beach knows what they're doing and what they're seeing and um, how they feel that it gives them opportunities to to achieve their goals this season. So, I mean, on paper, I don't think that the defensive line looks any different. Obviously, the hope is that Frank Clark in a contract year basically is going to play better, but we've been hoping that for the last two or three years. Um, Chris Jones, I think he's not quite as dominant as people around here tend to give him credit for. Um, I mean, he's not putting up anything near Aaron Donald numbers. I'll have to look up how many sacks he had last season, but um, I think the days of him being a top two or three defensive lineman are things that we haven't seen recently. Um, I think the optimism for me is the linebacking core and what they can do to support the defensive line through blitzing and, and just the speed that they have and covering just the matchups that it presents because a lot of the times that the defenses, the Chiefs defenses have struggled, especially in our division, like Austin Eckler with the chargers, like he just, he just destroys our, he's just destroyed our defense um, just because we've never had linebackers that have been able to keep up with him. Um, so having Willie Gay back there and Nick Bolton, um, I'm not going to include Leo Chanel yet because he still has some work to do in the in pass coverage. But having athletic linebackers to match up with some of the weapons that the other teams have um, should should help. And then just their ability to blitz and get to the quarterback will be a lot better than than what we've seen in years past. But to your point, the the youth in the secondary um, is going to be hung out to dry if our defensive line doesn't produce if they're not above I mean they have to be good rather than just average or above average because especially early on in the season the the defensive backs are going to go through a lot of growing pain there's going to be blown coverages um and especially with the quality of teams quality of offenses that we're going to play it could turn into a you know 2000 what 18 esque a lot of firefights in in some of these games early on in the season. Um just because if we can't get a consistent pass rush and relieving our 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 young defensive backs out to cover good wide receivers, it could it could spell trouble for for our team. And then um and if you're relying on the blitz, which I think the Chiefs will be able to get pressure with the blitz with a lot of these players that we've drafted and brought in, but the more you blitz, you're leaving your those shorthanded defensive backs back there. Uh, so you better get to the quarterback or those guys are going to be in big trouble too. So that's a lot of pressure to be putting on a young secondary. Um, it's a lot of pressure to be putting on George Karloftis to come in here and and contribute um, you know, pressures on 80% of the snaps or 75% of the snaps and to get 10, 12 sacks in his rookie season. Um you know, I just don't – I think there's a lot of expectations for a lot of new pieces that don't take into account the growing pains that that they're bound to experience. All right, Stan, so 
obviously you disagree with Dave on on the defensive line, I guess specifically, and and just the you know what our defense can do. Our defense has been a liability for the Chiefs for several years now. Um, it always seems to be the reason why why the Chiefs don't get to where they're wanting to go. I'll cut them some slack in the AFC Championship game because even though they ended up kind of blowing a big lead, the offense didn't do anything to help them in that second half. So do you think the Chiefs will be able to slow down these potent passing attacks that we're likely to see in the AFC West and in the AFC in general? I think it'll be for sure easy to or fun to watch, but <laughs> actually might not end up being fun to watch. But um, I think well, and and it it tends to be you know defenses around the league. The first couple weeks are uh, you know getting on the same page with uh, you know communication and chemistry and everything, um, and it seems to be the same way for the Chiefs' defense. The first you know four or five six weeks. Um, the, the defense just looks atrocious. And then as the season goes on, um, they, they, they get a little bit better. Um, and as you shared, we do have a lot of new faces that are going to be put in positions um, that need that they're going to need to step up. Um, I, I, I am, as, we, as we've heard in the podcast before, I am pretty high on George Karloftis from what we've seen. Um, already from him in the preseason. I understand it is preseason. And I understand that uh, you can't base expectations in the regular season off of preseason. But, you know, our, our starting squads never gave up any points, even against other starters in the preseason, which, again, I understand it is preseason, but you're still going up against starters and not even to give up, like, a field goal or anything is is – I think that's an achievement. Um, and so I feel like there will be growing pains, especially in the secondary, but with the solid foundation, I think that we have with our linebackers, um, and with the potential that we have on our defensive line, hopefully they'll be able to take some of the pressure off of, uh, of, off of our secondary players. Um, I'm really excited to see how Snead is able to do in Thornhill. Um, I, I really actually enjoyed watching Thornhill last year, especially towards the end of the season. Um, I thought he was uh, stepping up and making some good plays. So, yeah, uh, I think it would be hard for any defense in the league to stop some of these offenses that we have, especially in our own division. Um, I think, as you shared, uh, our defense is uh, the main hole in the ship right now, but uh, I think that they'll be able to do enough to keep us in the game um, against a lot of these other teams that we play. I mean, it kind of goes against what Spags likes to do because he likes to bring a lot of pressure. But are the Chiefs going to start playing defense to slow down Josh Allen and Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert the same way that teams the last, I mean, really last year played and schemed to slow down Patrick Mahomes, playing their high cover two, keeping the ball in front of them and just trying to trying to make tackles and limit the big plays. You know, is that is that something that the Chiefs can implement and and try to keep the score down defensively for the, you know, and then the chiefs apparently without Tyree kill, aren't going to be limited by a defense like that. And are just going to be able to 
to spread the ball around and put up points regardless of the defense that that everyone else throws out there. Uh, yeah, so I'm not a defensive coordinator. <laughs> That's why I'm on a podcast, <laughs> a very, very low-budget podcast. <laughs> we have the Northern Lights behind you. <laughs> I, I, I can see where being safe and um, dropping people back in coverage would be a smart option, uh, or safe, at least a safe option um, against some of these high-powered offenses. Um, I I think it depends on which offense we're talking about. I I say for the for the ease and again, I probably just don't know that much about defense because it's all based off of Madden. <laughs> <laughs> and even then, you always beat me in Madden. <laughs> but I I would honestly just be okay if they if we just blitzed. I think it's I think it's uh it plays more to um our strengths to blitz um, with our linebackers. Um, I think that it would be better for them to beat us like with some crossing routes um, than us dropping back in coverage and the quarterback having all day and probably finding, you know, some gaps in the deep, in the deep quarters of the field. Um, and I think also on a simplicity level, like with so many new pieces, um, on the defensive line, um, young pieces in the linebacker core. I think it's just simpler to have them blitz. Um, Put your head down and run through. Run yeah, through the and, and we have linebackers that can do that. We have um, people, you know, defensive linemen that can uh, just, like if that's all they need to worry about, then just go do it, you know, do your, do what you're, what you're built to do. Um, yeah. I think that uh, I think for at least earlier, maybe earlier on in the season, I think we see maybe more blitzes, and then as the season rolls by and like players are more comfortable with the speed of the game, um, and maybe more more familiar with like how routes are running the NFL, then I think we'll probably uh, you know kill the the blitzing back a little bit. But I think in the beginning of the season we'll see some a little bit more blitzing. All right, so. So are you cautiously optimistic then, or are you just optimistic about the defense being able to kind of find a foot, find its footing and and contribute? Do you think the defense will contribute to a winning football team, or do you think Patrick Mahomes will carry this team despite the defense? Uh, I'm cautiously optimistic. Um, our defense has never been great, <laughs> but um, I, I I do think I do think that our ceiling. Our potential is higher. Um, obviously, our floors were lower with higher, ex- with more experienced players that we've had in the past. Um, but as you've mentioned before, the athleticism just wasn't there. So, you know, running backs coming out of the backfield would kill us, like Austin Eckler and, and such. Um, so I, I, I do think we have a higher ceiling. Obviously, the floor is a lot lower. Um, but Spagnola will be able to scheme to play to the strengths of our defenses, our athleticism, and just like the intensity that the Chiefs bring out onto the field, I'm hoping that eventually throughout the season it'll um, gain a foothold. I don't know if it'll be like a main key to our success. I don't know how 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 solid our defense will ever you know get this season, but I do feel like it'll be enough to keep us in the game where it's and then Patrick will need to be able to do Patrick things. I feel like I just bounced around answers right there. But. <laughs> No, it's, I mean, it's, yeah, no, it's still, yeah, still 
there's a lot of moving parts right now because you just don't know. I mean, there's so many different things that can contribute to I just a want successful Sunday defense. To <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, so we're just enjoying talking about it and and hypothesizing just like this is how we envision the season going. But yeah, nothing better than actually seeing it and waiting and having it be here. I think the thing that I'm worried about is like like you said i think the defense is going to get better as the season goes on and they might turn into a good defense maybe the last like quarter of the season and going into the playoffs which would be a really good thing if the chiefs can make the playoffs if the chiefs don't blow their playoff chances in the first 12 games of the season because of a learning defense and you know an offense that's still learning you know, learning each other. So, uh, I mean, my concern is that they turn into a Super Bowl caliber team the last four games of the season, but, you know, they were still trying to figure it out early on. And and with the strength of the division and the, the, the strength of, you know, the opponents that they're going to be playing, they're not going to be able to squeak by a bunch of bad teams and and stay afloat in the playoff race and then to kind of be saved towards the end of the season um, once they finally figure it all out. So they've been able to do those in previous seasons. I mean, Mahomes got hurt for a couple of games one year. Uh, last season, they stumbled through the first half of the season uh, with an atrocious offensive play with all those turnovers. Um, but they were able to kind of skate by because the other teams in the, in the division were pretty, pretty inept. So, I, I just don't think there's that room for error this season. That's why I'm I'm nervous potentially about I guess the Chiefs overall season. But I do feel like if the Chiefs do make the playoffs, I feel very confident or not very confident, but I feel more confident about their playoff chances once they're in the playoffs than I do about them getting to the playoffs. I don't know if that makes any sense. So yeah, it does make sense. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Dave had to step away. Uh, that's why you haven't heard him for the last few minutes. It's not because he um, was intimidated at all by any of the, the arguments that Stan had with him. So uh, Dave had discussion. to stay home, and we'll count this as like a half half appearance for him in my tally of people's commitments to to me and to our podcast. Um, let's just do a couple couple last predictions for how we see this season playing out. Uh, we'll just go really quick because I mean we don't have to go into a lot of deep depth with with some of these guys just because we've covered quite a bit offensively the questions that we've had or have and a little bit on the defense. So stay in. Who are you most excited to see this season from the Chiefs? Um, I don't want to be uh, like, like basically I don't want to like choose the obvious answer, but I think I'm most excited to see Nick Bolton. Um, that. That is nowhere near what any of the obvious answers I think would have been. So, oh, I okay. I thought you were going to yeah, say like no. Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> no, um, obviously everyone's excited to see Patrick Mahomes, but I and and what our offense can do. But um, with the way that Nick Bolton uh, stepped up last year, uh, leading the team in in tackles, I think he had over a hundred tackles. I want to say. Um, but uh. I think I think this year is going to be the year where he really like becomes like 
a name that people know. Like instead of just Chiefs fans knowing, or like maybe people in the division knowing who he is. I think I think, and this might be completely out of left field, but I think he's gonna break into like the talk of like maybe like a top seven linebacker this year. Um, if I mean if he stays healthy and everything. So um, and he's also gonna be you know kept um being like the leader of this defense. Uh, and so I think he has a huge role to play, not only with the physical part of the defense, making plays and stuff, but also just the mentality of having such, him being a young player himself, being a leader on the team of, you know, a lot of other young players. So uh, that's probably who I'm most excited to see this year. Yeah, I'm really, I'm really excited to see Justin Reed. I'm going to go defense as well. I mean, the offense is always going to be exciting to see and fun to watch. But I think they'll they'll always kind of have it figured out. Justin Reed, I'm really excited to see just because I feel like he kind of takes over that leadership role in the defense that Matthew left. And I'm just kind of excited to see or just eager to see the leadership that he brings and how effective he is. Um, and if he can kind of elevate the play of our defense, you know, he brings some youth. And, um, you know, I think, I mean, just a, a great attitude and a great perspective. He's ex- I just remember him talking about how excited he was just simply just to play the teams in the AFC West just because how good they are. He's just up to the challenge. Um, and I think just having having a new player like him who has the experience but is still young and can and can fly around and make plays with these young guys who are who are just now coming in. Um, yeah, just that injection of youth, while it might take a year to reap the benefits of it, I think that the energy that they're going to bring is going to be really exciting to see. All right, we've got less than a minute. The Chiefs win the Super Bowl because? Uh, because every other quarterback. <laughs> um, because of Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> I, I mean, I think that's the only right answer. It's, yeah. it's, we stay Unless injury free, and yeah. Patrick Mahomes outduels the other quarterbacks. And I, and I think that the defense steps up. So they're they're able to make it to the playoffs. The defense has improved, and they go on a run that to the Super Bowl. He has that chip on his shoulder that nobody seems to be talking about from kind of the disrespect that he's gotten over the offseason. All right, so it's time for our predictions for how this season's going to go. Dave. What do you think is going to happen to the Chiefs in the regular season 2022? Regular season 2022. Okay. I think that our offense will still be potent and will still be uh, one of the top scoring units in in the NFL, let alone the AFC. Uh, with, with Mahomes, with Andy Reid, I think uh, despite what Staten was saying about losing Tyreek Hill – that we do have enough in in the wide receiver room uh, for Mahomes to work with to help us to be successful, provided that we don't have injuries. I think where we're really susceptible is on the defensive side. I think retooling our our the back end of our defense, especially with as young as as we're going. Uh, I know everybody's high on our linebackers. But there's those. There's still youth there as well. Uh, we've got a, a, a new leader 
and read back there instead of instead of Matthew. Uh, we've, you know, we've we've we've, you know, a lot of people were down on Sorensen and, and Neiman. I'm not a big Neiman fan, but I think a lot of people forget how successful Sorensen was. And the times that he was not successful or got exposed was when he was playing in a position that he shouldn't have been in, where the coaches put him in a position that he was not going to be successful. So uh, I don't know that there's going to be that, that you can make up that experience with Chanel or, uh, you know, some of our new safeties. Eventually, I think they'll surpass that skill set. But I question their ability to be in the right place at the right time early on. And I think that will put us in a hole. And I'm most concerned about our defensive line. I don't think we've done nearly enough to address that. We had 31 sacks last season. I don't see adding Karloftis and uh, another veteran uh, is going to make significant impact on that. I think we're still reliant on blitzes. and these quarterbacks are going to get better and better burrows and, 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 you know, everybody's going to get better at facing the blitz just like Mahomes does tears, tears the blitz up. Uh, I don't see our defensive line getting any better. And that further handicaps um, our defensive backs. And I think, I think we're going to get exploited by other teams early on in this powerful AFC and we're not going to be able to recover. And I'm finishing us still making the playoffs uh, as as a wild card. Um, second place in the AFC West. I don't think Denver and, and the Raiders have enough to overtake us um, unless injuries decimate us. So that's that's kind of where I project. But I'm okay with that because that sets us up for the fall for the next year. That we will be have an easier schedule. We'll have a more potent team. We'll have more experience, and we'll just we'll just crush through our our schedule to a number one seed. So, what's your official record for the Chiefs' prediction? Um, with that over under at at ten and a half, yeah, I think I think I mean it's it's hard to say this with as good as the Chiefs have been over the last couple of years, but I think it's ten and seven. Yeah, first place schedule and a tough division. I mean, division games are always they can always go either way, especially now that they're the teams are better. So, thank you, Dave. Stan, what's your final prediction for the regular season? I think that uh, you seem to be the optimist of the group. Someone has to remember how great Patrick Mahomes is and Andy Reid is when the season's not going on. So, I guess it'll have to be me. Um, I have us finishing 11 and six. Um, and I think, okay. I don't think that has anything to do with our team necessarily not having the skill. Um, I think it is just the strength of schedule. We have the hardest schedule. Um, only five of the 17 teams that we play, um, had a losing schedule last year. Two of those teams are the Broncos and who have obviously gotten better this, this off season. Um. Yeah. So I have us finishing eleven and seven. I, I'm. I know he's already gone. So he can't defend himself. But I. I would say that David. I. I feel like. Um. 
David doesn't appreciate the the strength that we have on the defensive line and the, especially the depth that we have there. Um, we don't have like a huge name like in TJ Watt or like Khalil Mack or you know Aaron Donald or anything that we put up across like Chris Jones, who's top three defensive lineman. But I think just having someone that like Karloftis or Dunlap or I mean Frank Clark sometimes, but just having someone else that the line has to kind of worry about and take some pressure off Chris Jones will make a huge difference on the defensive line. I think running wise, which is where we've also struggled in the past, our defensive line will, will do well with that. Our, our linebackers, um, Nick Bolton took a huge step up in his rookie year and he's only going to continue to progress. Willie Gay's looked great. If in, like bar any injuries, I think our secondary David's right. I think it'll take, you know, maybe the first, Four, four or five games for them to really get in sync and get comfortable. Hopefully, Rashad Fenton stays healthy. But all in all, um, I think when you have a when you have a head coach like Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, or and a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes, you have uh, arguably the greatest tight end in history of Travis Kelsey. Um, I think that if your expectations are lower than like number one at least in the division, I think that is a discredit to them. So. Um, I can see why people would think that the Chargers especially would, would take the division this year. Um, but I still think that um, as a Chiefs fan, like, <laughs> our, I mean, yeah, obviously, but I still feel like um, our goal should be to, and our expectation should be at least to, to take the division. <clears throat> it's, I mean, obviously going to the AFC Championship is a different story because we have to go through this, um, you know, the 17 games of, you know, struggling to win but um yeah i think our expectations should be to win this win the division this year yeah and that's what andy reed always talks about at the beginning of the season the first goal is always to win the division before they're even thinking about super bowl so i mean the chiefs mindset is the same like they're they're first they're going to try to win the afc west and then they're going to try to get the one seed and then they're going to try to win the super bowl so I don't think there's any Chiefs fans that 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 those aren't their expectations or like where they want to see the the team, but I don't think it. Yeah, I'm not I'm not trying to put words in your mouth either, but I don't think it makes people less of Chiefs fans if they don't see the optimism. You know, just want to say Mahomes and Andy Reid and Travis Kelsey will take us to the promised land, because that's I mean that's the the biggest advantage that they've had. Um, but the, the the teams in the division haven't been able to keep up with them because they haven't had their Patrick Mahomes and they haven't had their Andy Reeds and they haven't had the playmakers like Travis Kelsey to support them. And I think that the other teams, especially the Chargers, they have their Patrick Mahomes, at least. You know, a quarterback that can that can put the team on their shoulders and win games. Um Jury's still out there a coach, but they still have great weapons on offense and they have a better defense, I think, than the than what the Chiefs are going to be putting out there. Um, so it's just I think it's just harder because the, I feel like the Chiefs have stepped taken a step back for from you know most of their roster outside of their offensive line and their quarterback, that they've taken steps back. Whereas the rest of the teams, they've gotten their quarterbacks and the, the rest of their rosters are are more well-rounded and, and, you know, and better than the Chiefs. So I, I, that's why I think that it's, it's definitely plausible, if not 
probable that that the Chiefs don't win the division this year. All I know is that sorry to cut you off. All I know is that every year people talk about how great the Chargers are going to be, and last year they couldn't even make the playoffs. I I I still do not. I will not buy into the hype until I see that Justin Herbert can actually win games right. by himself. Yeah, I mean, it, I guess that's fine, but what we're doing right now is projecting based off of the most recent events. I mean, if you want to talk about the last thing that you saw, it was Justin Herbert not making the playoffs because they and didn't talk about Patrick Mahomes. In yeah, the last, last thing you saw from Patrick Mahomes was he completely fell apart. Yeah, but we're, talking, the we're talking about a career as a whole. Herbert has never made the playoffs. He's had these offensive weapons his entire career. It's not like they've, you know, he hasn't been able to work with people because he's had arguably a top running back, top wide receiver, top wide receiver two. He had a top tight end with Hunter Henry before he lost him to the Patriots. Okay. I don't think Hunter Henry was a top tight end. Well, his contract says otherwise. Christian Kirk is a top tight end. What's he he doing in New England? Is he doing anything? Getting hurt. (laughs) Okay. I mean, and and the same thing that we're you're doing with receivers and projecting how good they're going to be based off of previous seasons and what they actually what they haven't done. <laughs> so, I mean, what we're doing at this point, the season hasn't started yet, so it's just projection. And I think the best way you can, I mean, the best you can do is take the information that you have from previous seasons and then just project based on the changes that have happened since then. I mean, that's why the whole strength of schedule thing is still a little whack because they always base it off of the record of the teams previous year and not take into account how those teams have changed in the offseason. But, I mean, the whole, like, I'm going to wait till I see Justin Herbert be great. But they beat the Chiefs last season in the regular season. So, I, I mean, we've seen him do it. We've, Josh Allen whooped up on the Chiefs last season. We've seen him do it. Joe Burrow whooped up on the Chiefs last season. We've seen Derek Carr beat the Chiefs, and that was when he had less talented wide receivers around him or less talented team. So I, I think you've seen enough to, to be able to entertain the skepticism that some Chiefs fans might have towards the, the Chiefs team this year. And like Dave said, I don't think it's necessarily that the Chiefs run is over, but it could just be a matter of like this year is – a stepping stone to the next dynasty that the chiefs could the, their next run where they're just injecting a bunch of youth and kind of changing their offensive style a little bit to, to make the, the teams in the next couple of years that much better as they, as they grow and, and develop. So, yeah, I mean, <laughs> at this point, all you can do is agree to disagree because it's, it's just, this is what I think, and this is what you think. So, but I actually agree with you on what the record is going to be. I think they're going to be 11 and 7, and I actually want to pick 12 and 6 because, or what is it, 12, 12 and 5? 12 and 5, yeah. yeah. I want to pick 12 and 5, even though I'm, I'm going to go with 11 and 6 officially. Just because I think the Chiefs are better teams. You know, yeah, just, just the experience. Um, I think that the timing of a lot of these games works out in the Chiefs' favor. Um, we'll get to the Arizona Cardinals preview in our next episode, but 
I mean, Andy Reid coming off a bye is always is always good. So coming off an offseason, he's always he destroys almost every team that they play offensively. So again, thanks for joining us. Signing off for Dave Stayton, I'm Timok, and we'll talk to you guys later. Bye.